gives us the chance to even see the mubarak month out then too there's hardly any time left so therefore it is our good fortune that we then use this time correctly we don't wait while this time away in idle discussions wasting time and things that are going to be no benefit to us use the time in a way that will inshallah bring the rahmat of allah taala upon us and earn our forgiveness gain the closeness of allah taala allah taala has blessed us with the greatest wealth that anybody can ever possess and that is the wealth of iman it is by virtue of this iman that we are in the house of allah taala had it not been for the iman allah forbid where where we could have been now it is by virtue of this iman that we are conscious of the month of ramadan that we kept fast this morning and now we performed our tarawih salah and it is this iman that has guided us to discuss something about allah and his rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and something about deen something about how that we can get closer to allah tbaraka wa taala so it is this iman that is the catalyst for all this that's bringing us to all the different aspects of deen and it is the same iman that will become the means of the comfort of the qabr it is the same iman that will inshallah together with the amal salihah the righteous actions become a means of a person gaining that place under the shade of the arsh of allah taala on the day of qiyamah and it is only that iman that will finally take him to jannat if he has righteous actions with him as well inshallah with the barakat of that amal salihah he'll go directly to jannat allah forbid allah forbid that if he had to end up in jahannam then too it is only the iman that will finally bring him out from there and if that iman is missing then there's no entry into jannat at all so it's the iman everything is about the iman and this is that greatest wealth the greatest thing allah taala has blessed us with but like many things that sometimes come by easily those of us who grew up in a muslim home we were born in a muslim home grew up in a muslim home and then life went on so we often take it for granted well this is something we probably deserved something that we were entitled to whereas there's no entitlement here if there was any entitlement 
then the person who would have certainly got it would have been the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Abu Talib who had been such a great support also for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had been a great protection for him from the persecution of the kuffar but with all that that pride that came in between and in the last last moments he preferred not to say the kalima though this is not the topic but a very important point in this that what became the biggest obstacle at that time when rasulullah sallallahu came to him while he was on his deathbed and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam presented the kalima to him that see this one kalima and i will inshallah stand testimony for you on the day of qiyamah so abu jahal and abdullah bin umayyah they were sitting there obeying the khalaf some these two leaders of the kuffar they were very close friends now that was the company he kept and because they were close friends and that's the company he kept they also came they were present also and as rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is presenting this dawah and inviting him and encouraging him to say the kalima accept the shahadat and these people are inciting him in the opposite direction atarghabu am millati abdul muttalib are you going to forsake the way of your forefather your grandfather and this carried on until he finally allah taala protect us that how this can become a problem even in the last moment that wrong company that wrong company became his barrier that he now finally resistant to the wrong company had he not been friends with them allah knows had he not been friends with them they not would not have been there at that time and maybe he would have accepted allah taala shan allah taala's whatever allah taala's decrees are we cannot get into the wisdoms of that but the point is that the lesson for us is that this was the company he kept that company became his biggest barrier at the time of mort from accepting iman so in any case if this iman was an entitlement then he would have got it because he was such a great help to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam but because of that pride and that arrogance that came in between he also left without iman so how fortunate we are what a great favor of allah tbarak wa taala our whole life is spent making sajda to make shukr for the favor but we can never ever make enough shukr because after all this is allah taala's grace and mercy only so the one aspect is that this iman what we have been blessed with to appreciate it to be grateful for it and the second part is that this iman has to be protected it is not something that we can just be casual about because there has been many a person who had the iman but then he lost it and many very blatantly gave it up whatever they got caught up in whatever wrong ideologies they got trapped in the traps of nafs and shaitan and then they boldly and blatantly declared their kufr inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun and person is not even concerned not bothered where this happens sometimes for some dunya sometimes for some marriage sometimes for some other worldly benefit person gives up his iman so this is a second very important part and extremely crucial that this iman has to be protected 
and he says to be with us and come along with us in the grave and we must be raised on the day of Qiyamah with this Iman then the person is now successful so the one part of it is the shukr on the Iman and the gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. but then at the same time is this effort to keep this Iman alive and to protect this Iman now this aspect that we just discussed Allah forbid some people lose their Iman so in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala mentions about this Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu mayyartadda minkum an deenihi whoever reneges, whoever forsakes his Iman, his deen so he forsakes his deen he hasn't done any harm to Allah Ta'ala the harm he's done is to himself by a person accepting Iman, he doesn't do any favor to Allah Ta'ala. He does the favor to himself. Allah Ta'ala is declaring that مَيَّرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ If he has forsaken the deen of Allah Ta'ala, he has lost out himself. He has lost his akhirat. He has lost his jannat. He has bought the everlasting abode of Jahannam for himself. He hasn't harmed Allah Ta'ala in any way. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anybody. Allah Ta'ala is totally independent of everyone. Allah is Khaliq. Allah Ta'ala is the creator. Allah is, is the giver. Allah is not in need of anybody. So Allah Ta'ala says, يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْدِينِ If one person went out, he hasn't harmed Allah Ta'ala in any way. فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ One person went, Allah will bring a whole nation along. Allah is not in need of anybody. One person will go, Allah will bring a whole group. But then the very important aspect that is mentioned thereafter, فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ That what is the special quality of these people, who Allah will bring, they are people who love Allah. They'll have the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And because they will have this intense muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, Allah will love them as well. They will love Allah and Allah will love them. يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ And then Allah Ta'ala says أَذِلَّةً عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَعِزَّةً عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Their character is this and their trait is this that they are very humble with the believers. أَذِلَّةً عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ This is their quality, this is their tawazu, their humility. They are very humble with the believers. And they are hard on the disbelievers. Hard on the disbelievers. Person in deen we have been commanded to be just with everybody. If a disbeliever in a Muslim land who is a zimmi who has accepted to live under the Islamic rule and pay the jizya, his life is given the same sanctity that the life of a Muslim is given. If a Muslim takes his life, the Muslim's life will be taken in retaliation. His wealth is protected in the same way that the wealth of a Muslim is protected. His honor and dignity is protected in the same way like the honor and dignity of a Muslim is protected. So this being hard on the disbelievers is what? 
that a person is hard in the sense that he doesn't take any of their way of life, anything to do with their way of life. He has his own distinct way of life which has come from Rasulullah So he doesn't borrow anything from any other culture. He doesn't take anything from here, there and everywhere. He resembles Rasulullah's appearance. He emulates the appearance of Rasulullah he emulates the amal and the actions of Rasulullah sallallahu and he emulates, tries to make his heart the type of heart that Rasulullah sallallahu had. Obviously, we can't come a fraction of a fraction close to what the quality of Rasulullah sallallahu was, but he tries to emulate this. So, azillatin ala al-mu'mineen, a'izzatin ala al-kafirin. Now, in this ayat, Allah ta'ala comments by speaking about مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِ O you who believe, those who will renege, forsake their iman. So on the one side is the Ahlul Riddha, the people who renege, the people who forsake iman, the people who abandon iman, and they destroy themselves in dunya and akhirat. So on the one side Allah Ta'ala mentioned them, and opposite to them, Allah Ta'ala says, if you go, we will bring somebody on this side. We'll bring people who will love Allah and Allah will love them. So the Mufassirin have written a very very important point on this. That opposite to the Ahle Riddad, the people who renege, who forsake Iman, Allah has brought Ahle Muhabbat. On the one side Allah Ta'ala mentions the Ahle Riddad, people who forsake and abandon Iman. And opposite to them, Allah Ta'ala didn't say, say mu'mineen. Allah Ta'ala says, Ahle muhabbat. What is the message in here and what is the lesson? That the person who is truly from Ahle muhabbat, he has developed this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. He will never become murtad. The person who has this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, as long as that muhabbat of Allah is in his heart, he will not forsake Iman. When that Muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala diminishes and disappears, that person is in a very dangerous position. You know, when something will just topple him over. So now this Iman is the most valuable thing we have. Nothing can come anywhere close to, not even a fraction of, not even a speck of dust, compared to the whole Himalaya mountain. What is the comparison? That too still has some comparison. The whole world and what it contains can have no comparison to what is the value of Iman. And now we have to protect this Iman. Otherwise from the moment that eyes close it's perpetual disaster and doom. So the protection of that Iman, the prescription of that is developing the Muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent that the Muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala has been inculcated in the heart and has been enhanced and has been strengthened and has been increased to that extent, a person's Iman will be safe. Because the attacks on Iman are from every angle. Sometimes a person just blurts out some kufr, doesn't even think about it. A person does things which just cross the line of Iman. Why? Because that Muhammad of Allah is not there. So now this is the most important need we have. For the protection of our Iman, the need to develop this Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala. Now this Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala, we often hear about this. So, where it comes from? 
how is it achieved? So one Buzruk, somebody asked him, that this muhabbat, muhabbat, how, how do you get this? So he gave him a very simple example. He said, look, that ember that is there, it's just an ember now, you can just see it's red. There's some fire in it, but there's no flame. And just one ember, it's just very, very faint. So now if you want to bring the fire out of it, what will you do? I just said ember, you can see just some redness in it. So he said, well, you fan it. You fan it and you fan it hard enough. And soon enough you'll see one flame shooting out of it. A small flame, but one flame will come. And then you keep fanning it, that flame will now catch onto the things that are around it. And then from that small little flame, it'll become a small little fire. And then it'll grow. And then some point in time, it'll become a blazing fire. He says, that's exactly the thing. Every mu'min has the muhabbat of Allah in his heart. But sometimes because of the neglect, because of not being conscious of deen, not being conscious of his salah, getting involved in sin, his iman and the strength of that iman and that muhabbat of Allah ta'ala all decreases. And it finally gets left like with just that little bit of, just that redness left in it. No flame left in it. No heat in it. Just you can see something there. So there's something in the heart still. Now if a person starts fanning it, if he fans it and fans it hard enough and keeps fanning it, then that flame will come. That flame will come and then that flame will grow. And that flame of the Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala will someday be a raging fire of the Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala. So now the question is that what's going to fan this this small spark of Iman that's left. So this fanning is the amal that Allah Ta'ala has given us. Every amal, everything that a person does for Allah Ta'ala, all this fans that flame. Now it all depends that how well he fans it. If somebody is fanning it with such a weak hand that is not making any real dent on the situation. It's not bringing out anything. So if the quality of that amal is going to be very, very weak, so he's not going to really bring out that flame still. So number one is the amal must be there. And together with the amal, the quality of the amal, that is going to be the strength of that fanning. So now what are those amal that fan this? And bring that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala alive. And now this is a two-way thing. The first round of it is that a person will have to push himself to engage in the amal and to do what is right he'll have to pressurize himself to stop the sin he'll pressurize himself to wake up for Fajr Salah pressurize himself to do all the right things but then as that flame grows and as that fire of love grows then forget him pressurizing himself he will be pulled along that Muhammad will pull him what pulls a person to his business every morning? What pulls a person to go and do so many things, difficult tasks? It's the muhabbat, that love for that business, the love for family, the love for things. It wakes a person out. The love for entertainment it wakes a person out of his bed early in the morning. There's some, something is gone in his heart. Some sport, some this, that and the other. That love for that entertainment, that love for that sport, 
It makes a person out of his bed. It makes a person spend his money. It makes a person sacrifice his family sometimes too. The family is crying. We're getting no time. He says, no, no, but I have to go and do this and that and the other. All frivolous pursuits and all just pastimes and entertainment. But now that has gone so deeply in his heart that now if somebody is crying and somebody is dying also, that has to happen. Now what is drawing him? What is pulling him out of his family, pulling him out of his home, pulling him out of his work sometimes? Some muhabbat. If that muhabbat gets channeled in the direction of deen, that muhabbat comes for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So just as that muhabbat pulls him out of his bed, for all kinds of futile things, that muhabbat will bring him out of his bed for Fajr Salah. He won't have to wake himself up. That muhabbat will wake him up. That muhabbat will make him stop whatever he's doing at the time of Zuhar, Asar, etc. And that muhabbat will bring him to the house of Allah Ta'ala. That muhabbat will make his hand reach to the Quran Sharif. He won't have to push himself to go and carry the Quran Sharif. That muhabbat will take him to the Quran Sharif. That muhabbat will be looking for that few moments every free moment to just sing the praises of Allah Ta'ala Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah his tongue will be waiting to take the name of Allah Ta'ala because he'll get such joy in it person falls in love then he must just hear the name or he should just take that name and it gives him some thrill, some excitement all these perishable things person gets caught up in Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat and that's reality, that is the real thing. Everything else is just a deception, it's just something in passing. So when that comes, that muhabbat will drive him to the Quran Sharif. That muhabbat will drive him to now make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. That muhabbat will drive him to help the creation of Allah Ta'ala. That muhabbat will drive him to do everything that is required to be done and more than what is required to be done. So he won't have to push himself anywhere. He won't have to drag himself to any place. That muhabbat will take him. So now this is the need, this is the greatest need that we have. Just as if our bodies are not nourished enough, it's undernourished, it's too weak to do anything. The nourishment of the heart, if it's not there, then the heart is too weak to move a person in the right direction. The nourishment of the heart is muhabbat. The nourishment of the heart is the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent that this muhabbat gets inculcated, then this will drive him. He won't have to pull himself anywhere. One very great personality, Hazrat Mawlana Fazlir Rahman Ganj Muradabadi Rahmatullahi, he sometimes just to encourage. So once Hazrat Mawlana Tanvi Rahmatullahi went to visit him, so he said to him that when I go into sajda, I feel as if Allah Ta'ala has embraced me. Now this obviously is figuratively speaking because it is an effort to describe something indescribable. It's something that cannot be put into words. It's something beyond description. But now that's the feeling he would get in Sajda. And he would get such a joy in reciting the Quran Sharif that now when a person is really enjoying something, so now that's the manner in which he thinks. Whatever might transpire later, but when somebody is truly in that enjoyment of something, so that's how his mind will now 
think he should say that in Jannat Allah Ta'ala take me Jannat and in Jannat when the Hur comes I will say look if you want to listen to the recitation of the Quran Sharif sit down otherwise you go do your work if you want to listen to the Quran Sharif you can sit down and listen to the Quran Sharif what I am enjoying in this you can sit down and also listen otherwise you go do your work there is no work in Jannat but the point is that what was he experiencing and how he was experiencing that it was this muhabbat in the heart the muhabbat of Allah wa ta'ala. and it had grown to that raging level where now that sajda that became the feeling for him though the feelings are not what we worship that's a great na'mat from Allah ta'ala. a person doesn't get any feelings of any sort but he continues performing his salah continues making tilawat of the Quran Sharif and whatever else is required there is no deficiency in his iman if he is doing what he is supposed to do staying away from sin but feels nothing there is no deficiency in his iman he is still progressing and he might be even progressing very fast because he is making more mujahada to keep it up coming back to that point that now this fanning of this flame of iman the spark of iman so the most important aspect is the faraiz that my servant hasn't come closer to me with anything more beloved to me than the faraiz now we want to inculcate this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, and if the faraiz are lacking one is if it's being missed sometimes and that's a very major disaster and if it's being done but the quality is lacking then that too is going to be very difficult to really get that flame so now the most important aspect is the faraiz and at the top of the list of the faraiz is our five daily salah the five daily salah it cannot be it cannot be overemphasized and for Males, it is wajib to perform that salah with jama'ah. There is no holiday from this. Unless a person is now in a situation where he is now out of town, he is alone, there is nobody there, obviously he will perform that salah now wherever he is. He is far away from any masjid and there is nobody there, so he will perform it on his own now. That is his excuse for that. He is very sick, he is at home, he is not able to come. He needs excuse for that. But how important is the salah with jama'ah? in the life of Rasulullah right till the end to the point where in the final illness up to that point in time when he could come with the support of two people while his Mubarak foot was dragging on the floor then too he came to the masjid and performed Salah with Jama'ah and in the very last day very last days when that was the time when that Salah with Jama'ah finally meaning in the masjid salah in the masjid was no more now possible was when it was isha salah Nabi asked that has the salah been performed yet they said no they are waiting for you so now he was in this very sick and ill condition extremely weak and he woke up took a bath because of that extreme weakness etc but that exhaustion was so much that he lost consciousness lost consciousness after a while regained consciousness 
the first question that has the Isha Salah been performed yet? So those who are around say, no, no, not yet, they're waiting. Say, Sahaba are waiting. Again, Nabi Sallallahu takes a bath because he's lost consciousness. And again now this exertion and he loses consciousness again. And the same thing again. As soon as he regains consciousness, have they performed the Salah yet? Has the Salah been performed or is still waiting? No, he's waiting. Again he tries to get to the Masjid. When this happens three times, Finally it became clear that he's not going to be able to have the energy to even just wake up. Now he says, Muru Aba Bakrin nas." That instruct Abu Bakr, that now he must lead the Salah. So up to that moment, this attempt to get to the Masjid to perform Salah with Jama'ah. Now if a person is going to shirk in this, that someday he's a little bit tired, someday he's just feeling lazy, Someday, well, this is the weak end. So now the strong end, he was in the masjid. But now the weak end, so now he's somewhere else, sleeping. He's at home because it's the weak end. So he got weak also. So that's, that's not going to create that muhabbat. That muhabbat is going to, because that muhabbat is still far from, that muhabbat won't allow the person to do this. So now that mujahada will be necessary. All the farais, all the five daily salah, Ujjama'ah in the masjid, in the house of Allah Ta'ala. Then, not just being content with having performed the first salah, to now also make sure that the wajib, the sunnah mu'akkada, there's no compromise on this, and even the sunnah ghair mu'akkada. And then, together with that, the nawafil. Are we trying to get close to Allah Ta'ala? This is the safeguard of our iman. It's not just something, by the way, it's not just something, well, some extras. That extra is the protection of our Iman as we understood in the light of that ayat. So now the Nawafil as well. In that same hadith of Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala then says that after the person has fulfilled the faraiz, وَمَا زَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أَحْبَبْتُهُ Then my servant continues to get closer to me by means of the Nawafil. To what point to the point that I then love him he becomes my beloved subhanallah our whole effort is to become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala to, to earn the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala says I make him my beloved so now this nawafil is not something by the way nawafil is something to make an effort for the month of Ramadan many a person would normally go for Umrah other times of the year as well, there's such zeal, enthusiasm, such yearning. Allah Ta'ala open the doors of the Haramain Sharifain. Allah Ta'ala make it possible for the Ushak to go over and over again. And for every person Allah Ta'ala take us. But presently there are whatever the difficulties, but the reward of that Umrah, the reward of Hajj, is available every day through the Nawafi. The Hadith Sharif, Hadith of Tirmidhi Sharif, the reward of Salatul Ishraq after the Fajr Salah, a person remains engaged in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and then after the sun has risen and has gone a little high between 12, 10, 12, 15 minutes later then the person performs two rakats two rakats he performs, what is the reward? Ajri hajjatin wa umratin tammatin 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 three times Nabi Islam says he gets the reward of a perfect Hajj and Umrah. 
the reward of a perfect Hajj and Umrah. And three times Nabi Sallallahu emphasizes on the word Tamma, complete, perfect. Now, the person who will go and perform the Umrah, what is the possibility that we're going to perform it perfectly? But here we're getting the reward of a perfect Umrah and Hajj. And both Hajj and Umrah in that one, two rakats, Allah Ta'ala's khazana and treasures are unlimited. Are we ready to take? So now that yearning and that zeal and that desire to go and perform Umrah, but now that opportunity to take that reward is available. And these are the nawafil that bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. It starts bringing him to that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So now the nawafil, nafil salah, salatul ishraq, awabin, sometimes a person doesn't have much time, two rakats. And then salatul tahajjud. Please fill in the gaps that people are trying to find place. Whatever gaps are in front of us, please fill in the gaps inshallah. Coming forward, just make some harkat inshallah. Some ikram for those who are trying to find place inshallah. So the nawafil, nawafil salah, and the most important of the nawafil salah is tahajjud. This is the most important of all the nawafil. Now one is, mashallah, the month of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala makes it very easy for us to wake up at the last part of the night because we're waking up for Sahri. And if we have been missing out on the tahajjud, this is a few days left, let us make sure we take the benefit. Because this is such a great moment and such a great amal. But there's a very simple way of getting that reward, though it's not the same as that last part of the night. That has its very special position and very special merit and reward. But in the light of one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu fuqaha has stated very clearly, Lama Shami rahimahullah has written this as well, that kullu ma sulliya ba'd al-isha fahuwa min al-layl. Whatever nafil is performed after the isha salah, that too will be counted as qiyamul layl. Some ulama have made the distinction between qiyamul layl and tahajjud. Tahajjud is in the last part of the night, and Qiyamul Layl is done before sleeping. But the reward inshallah will be the same reward though the special mercies of Allah Ta'ala that descend in the last one third portion of the night that's only available at that time. But now what is the reward of tahajjud? The benefits of tahajjud? Now this two rakats, now a person performed his isha and after the isha two sunnats and after the two sunnats another two nafil. Now how long that two nafil will take? Now he's trying to inculcate the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and to inculcate the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala we have to make some effort so now this nawafil Allah Ta'ala says he starts getting closer to me by means of the nawafil to the point that I then love him now this is the most important of the nawafil now the two rakats nafil will take how long if somebody does it very very well very carefully and besides short surahs, but very nicely, and that's how we should be doing it. It won't take him more than three, four minutes. Four minutes, most five minutes. Five minutes is very much. Five minutes he'll be doing it very well. But for that five minutes, what is the benefit? In one hadith sharif, Nabi Islam gives the benefits of the hajjud. And this qiyamul layl is in the same category. This is the way of all the pious before, the past. Nobody has reached some special place of piety, some special position of piety, 
without tahajjud also in their life. All other things were there as well, but no person has reached any distinguishing point of piety without tahajjud also being in his life. Now this is a very simple way of getting at least the basic level. So now, he'll also get counted among the salihin, among the pious. It's a means of the forgiveness of his sins. It becomes a protection from disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. It becomes his shield against the attacks of nafs and shaitan. Now a person is going to a dangerous place and now depending on what he's going there for, so now he sometimes wears a bulletproof vest. So now this is the bulletproof vest of the bullets of shaitan becomes a protection for him. Now the person takes this care to perform these, take two rakats, four rakats Allah Ta'ala gives off, he gets at least two rakats. And so simple, more often than not, that five minutes, forget five minutes, 25 minutes will be spent in the parking lot. 15 minutes will get spent in the parking lot. Will get spent outside the masjid. Talking this, this, that and the other. But that 5 minutes will become very difficult. Because shaitan will now just drag us out. Nafs will just drag us out. But how simple to earn so much. And to start getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. And bringing this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala in our hearts. Which is the protection for our iman. So now, these nawafil. Then, the nawafil are not confined to just salah. All the other amal, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. This is among the most effective ways of inculcating the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Which the mashayikh, ulama kiram state as, tilawat with tadabbur. A person making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, pondering over its meaning. Among the amal, there is nothing that is more effective than this in creating that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Now, mashallah, somebody understands the meaning, so he should be making tadabbur. But if somebody doesn't understand the meaning, even the tilawat itself is a tremendous na'mat of Allah Ta'ala and a great blessing, and that too inculcates tremendous muhabbat, the tilawat done just with muhabbat. There have been instances where people passed away and they were seen in a very wonderful way in some dreams, etc. Dreams are not any shari'i proof. But a good dream, this is established from Hadith Sharif that some dreams have meaning to them. So people were seen in wonderful conditions. So how you got there? Some person, his habit was, he couldn't even recite the Quran Sharif. It was not even, he wasn't even capable of reciting, he couldn't read, he was illiterate. But every day he would pick the Quran Sharif with respect. And then he would run his fingers on the lines of the Quran Sharif. And he would say, Hada kalamu rabbi. Hada kalamu rabbi. Hada kalamu rabbi. This is the words of my Rabb. This is the words of my He can't read it. He's illiterate. He never learned, never had the chance or whatever. Somehow that time passed. So now in his later time now, but he is not neglecting the Quran Sharif. But now all he can say is, Hada kalamu rabbi. This is like the kalam of my Allah. This is the kalam of my Rabb. And that became the means of his great bounties in Akhirat. So the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, one 
narration in Bukhari Sharif, various other kitabs, Hazrat Usaid bin Hudayr radiallahu ta'ala an, he is busy reciting Quran Sharif in his Salah, in Nafil, and this was the standard practice in all the Sahaba Kiram and all the pious people of the Ummad, they would spend a good portion of the night in Salah, in Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. At least we can spend some time to make two rakats, recite two short surahs also. But with the niyat of Qiyamul Layl, and there's so much to gain out of it. So in any case he's reciting, and he was reciting very close by, his horse was also tied there, and his little child was also sleeping close by. Now as he's reciting, suddenly that horse starts prancing around, starts jumping around. So he became a little concerned, his horse mustn't come and trample this child. So he started cutting his recitation short now to try and see what should be done. But as soon as he started cutting his recitation short, that horse stopped jumping around. So then he continued. But as he continued, that started again. So now when this happened a few times, he eventually completed his salah. He completed his salah, but as he completed his salah, he suddenly sees like a cloud is now going away up. A cloud filled with lights, bright, some shining things. So it was a very strange thing. So he comes to Rasulullah the next day and he relates this whole thing that I was busy reciting Quran Sharif and then this is what happened and then I saw this cloud with lights suddenly disappearing. Nabi heard this and he said to him, Iqra ibn Hudayr. Iqra ibn Hudayr. Why didn't you go on reciting? Why did you stop? Why did you not go on reciting? Tilka sakina tu tanazzalat bil Quran. That was the sakina, that was the tranquility, that was the blessings that Allah Ta'ala was descending, that was coming down through the blessings of the recitation of Quran Sharif. And had you continued reciting, it would have come right into your home. Now that sakina we want in our homes, that blessing, that tranquility, that peace, that peace is not going to come by watching YouTube. The time of the night is getting wild away. But there's no time for Quran Sharif. There's no time to recite. A person who couldn't read Quran Sharif, but took the time every day to run his fingers on the lines of the Quran Sharif. Hada kalamu rabbi. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with the ability to recite Quran Sharif. But the time is all gone up in watching movies, and watching YouTube and whatnot. All the traps of shaitan. How to distance a person those people who made that decision to give up all the social media and what not they say all the mamulat came back on track and the tilawat that they didn't make for months and maybe years person wasn't even making a ruku, two rukus of tilawat and now he's managing two paras and three paras of tilawat this is all shaitani issues to block and prevent the person from progressing and getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. So now all his time is caught up in all these futile things and let alone futile, these things trip a person into haram. How many a person gets tripped into haram? So now we need to come back, bring this alive in our homes. The tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Now this is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala and coming back to the main point that we're discussing. We want to bring the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. This is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. When a person keeps reciting Allah Ta'ala's kalam, that muhabbat of Allah will come in the heart. So these are the things now that will inculcate this muhabbat. The nawafil, which includes the nafil salah, tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Then a very, very effective and very important aspect that will inculcate this muhabbat is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Now what is the amount of time we have allocated, we have dedicated 
in our day-to-day life. Every day as part of our program, we have our program, certain time of the morning we are going to wake up and this time we will have breakfast and this time we will get ready and this time we will leave for work and this time we will then be engrossed in our work of dunya and then we will do this and we will do that and then in the evening we will come back and then it will be the time for some sport and it will be the time for some other entertainment and it will be the time for something where have we found time in this all these things we have dedicated some time to remember Allah Ta'ala so now we are aspiring for this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and it's not just something that's a secondary thing this is an essential thing this is the safeguard of our iman so now that iman is not going to be safeguarded if the muhabbat of Allah is not there and that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala requires the zikr of Allah Ta'ala when a person talks to somebody he's a stranger to him met him for the first time so they just now will talk it will be a little bit awkward also to start breaking the eyes and now one day they spoke little bit and then the next day they met again so now because already they broke the ice before that so now it becomes much more easier to communicate so now they started speaking little bit more and then the third day they spoke more now after a few days that friendship develops because they are now talking, they are communicating they are discussing this and that, now that friendship developed and then that friendship becomes so sometimes strong that the person now sits and talks for hours and he just doesn't know where the time went so now we've got time to talk to people and that builds up friendship with people but we haven't got time to talk to Allah Ta'ala to take Allah Ta'ala's name to build up this muhabbat with Allah Ta'ala to recite the Quran Sharif to make zikr to talk to Allah Ta'ala in dua now this is that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala that we want is not going to come by just wishful thinking we are going to have to make some effort we are going to have to make this bring something in our life and there are many many other things just to round off on one more one two more things to the extent that a person gives things up for Allah Ta'ala, to that extent he will go at a express pace towards Allah Ta'ala. one is mashallah the amal on the positive end in the sense of nawafil salah and tilawat of the Quran Sharif zikr, dua khidmat of deen all this is excellent and the more we can do of it the better but then there's the other side of it and the other side is that what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden to forsake that one is a person is caught up in something Allah forbid to make toba from that and no matter what it takes but to say this is out of my life to make sincere toba to trample that nafs and to throw it out of our lives and Allah's fazal, it is out but from time to time the temptations are there so to trample those temptations and every time the temptation comes if the heart seems to break, let the heart break because that broken heart Allah will mend with the, with the material of his muhabbat Allah will join that broken heart with his muhabbat that muhabbat will fill up in that heart so now that takes a person at a express phase that is at a very fast pace he then moves forward and gets closer to Allah Ta'ala and he inculcates that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala in the heart so and together with all this this is as far as what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to do together with that the very very crucial thing every sunnah of Rasulullah we bring alive 
every sunnah of Rasulullah all the day to day sunnahs and in every action there's so many the barakat that this will bring the noor that it will bring that happiness it will bring in that home that good feeling it will because there's noor but all these other things are bringing zulmat they're bringing darkness if suddenly there's load shedding and that house is suddenly flung into darkness does everybody feel very comfortable? everybody is very relaxed? everyone is now running helter skelter somehow groping in the dark to find some light put some backup lighting on there's no backup lighting go find some candle everybody is in search of light when that light comes on to some extent they start feeling a little bit comfortable but then now more light came on then they feel better and then eventually the power came on again now they relaxed darkness makes anybody uncomfortable likewise when there's zulmat the zulmat of sins, darkness of sins then that makes the heart into turmoil, puts the heart in turmoil because the heart also is only comfortable when there's light when there's noor there's noor of the Quran Sharif there's noor of giving of sin there's noor of making mujahada, of trampling the nafs then that heart really enjoys everything that heart is in tranquility and peace and not just tranquility and peace that heart is now bubbling with joy that heart is filled with muhabbat and muhabbat is very sweet that heart is in sweetness that sweetness which can't be described Allah Allah kaisa pyara naam hai aashiqo ka meena aur jam hai then in taking the name of Allah Ta'ala it fills his heart with such ecstasy that a person in his drink thinks he's enjoying something the person getting intoxicated and thinks he's enjoying something but what he's enjoying? few hours later he's in the gutter what he's enjoying? just the deception of shaitan then his whole life is in turmoil and then his whole marriage is down the rocks and then his business is already gone and then his family is abandoning him and one thing after the other what he is enjoying but that person who has with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala taken Allah Ta'ala's name that sweetness that he enjoys in his heart that halawat imani that is something indescribable which we only hear about the Ahlullah speaking about but if we make an effort also Inshallah we will get there as well. Allah will take us there. So, the person who will now make that mujahada and he'll bring that nurat and if the zulmat comes out but now in that hope now somebody is watching this and somebody is listening to that and somebody is doing that all things which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with so that house is getting engulfed in zulmat. So now zulmat there is no peace in zulmat. When there is darkness then there is problems. People are bumping into one another. Or people are walking in complete darkness. A person is tripping somewhere. He's knocking into somebody. Likewise, in that zulmat, people keep knocking into one another. Meaning all the arguments and fights and problems. Because the zulmat. Bring the noor along. Bring that sakina. Tilka sakina to tanazzarat bil Quran. The sakina and the tranquility of the Quran Sharif in our homes. Then see the barakat. Then see that peace. See the tranquility. See that happiness. Whatever we are asking for and we want, but there it is, it's all in this prescription that has been given to us in bringing these amal alive, in taking the zulmat out. It is not sufficient that a person is just doing one side of it. That one side of it, mashallah, he's doing it good enough in terms of fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. But he wants direct passage to Jannah. That's not going to happen without also forsaking the haram. 
Otherwise Allah forbid where he can finish off first. And if this carries on, it will start impacting on the positive side. Gradually things will start falling apart. First the tilawat will go, then the zikr will go, and then the dua will go, then the salah with jama'ah will go, and then the salah itself will go. And then a person will say that, you know, months have gone past, I didn't touch the Quran Sharif, months have gone past, I don't know, I made probably few salah with jama'ah only besides Juma, and sometimes I made so many qaza already, and this happened and that happened, but there's something happening on the other side as well, which is the reason for all this. What we're looking at, what we're listening to, those idle things that we're wasting our time in. So now we want this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, this is the way that we will gain it. This is Allah Ta'ala's Allah Ta'ala has set this system and Allah Ta'ala is most gracious. Allah Ta'ala has kept this door open, this path open. The person who makes this little effort, This little mujahada, this little effort. After all, dunya is a place of effort. Qabr is the place to sleep and Jannat is the place of enjoyment. But Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy, the person lives his life correctly in dunya, Allah Ta'ala gives him the enjoyment already in dunya. That pure enjoyment, not the enjoyment that is artificial. A person now, because of that zulmat in the heart, he's restless, and now he's trying to fill that restlessness, trying to pacify that heart. So now he's looking for something to pacify it. So this entertainment and that entertainment, and then that is not enough. Then something more and something more. But all this is like trying to now just eat something artificial to quench the, to satisfy the hunger. The stomach is burning with hunger and that artificial food is looking so exciting. It's looking more exciting than the real food. Shining. But now he's trying to bite on that. What good is that going to do to him? That will only harm him further. This is the reality of all these artificial things that we try to use to pacify our hearts. That cannot pacify the heart in any way. The nourishment of the heart is muhabbat. Muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala bless me and all of us with the tawfiq. This is the time, this Mubarak month of Ramadan, these few moments that are left, to make these decisions. It's not something to just go with the motions. It's a time to make these decisions. But now we need to make some change in life. We need to start getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. We need to inculcate this muhabbat. We need to commit ourselves. Every salah with jama'ah. This is something that can never ever be overemphasized. We should be reminding one another, those in our homes, we should be reminding one another that now Salah with Jama'ah, what time are we leaving to the Masjid? In the morning Fajr, what time are we going? So that everybody is awake in good time, so nobody gets left behind. And likewise all the other Salah, creating this environment in our homes where Salah gets the prior importance, where Tilawat of the Quran Sharif doesn't get missed, where there's time for Zikr, there's time for Ta'aleem, there's an environment of Deen, then this keeps everybody progressing in this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala bless us all with this tawfiq and make us among his true and obedient servants. Akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. in the hadith sharif that the person who recites la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah what this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation 
inshallah Allah will grant him the tawfiq to do righteous actions and stay away from sin and this will become the means of this great bounty on the day of Qiyamah so therefore we should set time for ourselves daily in our homes set some time whether it's early in the morning after Fajr that's the ideal before Fajr or after Fajr or otherwise any other time of the day where we inshallah with dedication we complete this tasbih of La ilaha illallah hundred times with concentration and inshallah we'll see the tremendous barakat and benefit of this in this dunya already and the akhirat is the real place where we'll see what this has brought for us when saying La ilaha to bring to mind that all the ghayrullah everything that has distracted us from Allah Ta'ala from getting closer to Allah Ta'ala has become a distraction from salah sometimes has made us become neglectful of our tilawat of the Quran Sharif has made us neglect any other aspect of deen who brought us even a step closer towards sin so all these things we have taken and thrown out and especially all the haram all the illicit things whatever other evils and vices and sins all this we have taken and thrown out of our hearts in an ugly form everything has just been thrown out and illallah there is this nur and light that is settling into the heart which is the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala beside the Rosh. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayrin khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 La ilaha Na <laughs> Na ilaha illallah 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 na il
اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الحمد لله حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا لا منتهى له دون مشيتك ولك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم لك الحمد ملء السماوات وملء الأرض وملء ما بينهما وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك نسألك موجبات رحمتك نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا حداد يا بدان يا حداد يا بدان يا حداد يا بدان برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كلها أصلح لنا شأننا كلها أصلح لنا شأننا كلها ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع منا صالح ما أعطيتنا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما واجعلنا للمتقين إماما واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاخفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخذنا يوم القيامة ولا تخذنا يوم القيامة 
ولا تخذنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واخفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفونا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفونا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفونا اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وعاينا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة العاين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا وأصلح ذات بيننا وأصلح ذات بيننا وأصلح ذات بيننا وأهدنا سبل السلام ونجنا من الظلمات إلى النور ونجنا من الظلم من الظلمات إلى النور وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وجنبنا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن وبارك لنا في أسماعنا وأبصارنا وقلوبنا وأزواجنا وذرياتنا وتب علينا وتب علينا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك وجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك وجعلنا شاكرين لنعمتك مسنين بها قابليها وأتمها علينا إله العالمين يا الله مصبصفل مصغريشس مصكائد مصلبي يا الله يا الله إنزولي يوكائدس يا الله It is only your clemency, Allah. It is your tolerance, Allah. If a beggar comes dirty to our house, Allah, we'll give him something at the most of the door and send him away, Allah. And let us find all our filth you allowed us in your house, Allah. And let us find our hearts being, Allah, immersed in filth, Allah. Allah, you allowed us in your house, Allah. Allah, surely you wish to purify us, Ya Allah. Allah, we beg you for you to purify us, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, let me forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, let me, Ya Allah, if you forgive undeserving people like us, Ya Allah. There is nobody to ask you why you forgive undeserving people like us, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, let me, Ya Allah, there is nobody to question you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we will get saved, Ya Allah. Allah, 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 our cover will come right, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we'll be saved on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we'll get Jannah, Ya Allah. 
اللہ نبی اسلام سے بکم ہیپی ہے اللہ اللہ ٹو میک دی ہارٹ آف نبی اسلام ہیپی فور یو سی اللہ اللہ فور یو سی اللہ اللہ پیوریفائی ہوا سی اللہ فلو ہاتھ سے جو محبت ہے اللہ فلو ہاتھ سے جو محبت ہے اللہ اللہ فلو ہاتھ سے جو محبت ہے اللہ اللہ وی فل دی ایوری تھنگ ایز دی ہاتھ سی اللہ اللہ وی فل آل دی فل دی مکی دی ہاتھ سی اللہ موسیقیم اللهم تجاوز امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرم عن امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدي امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اصلح امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الى العالمين النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تك اند تك سو ماچ اوف هاردشيپ اند ساكريفايس يا الله سو ماچ اوف بيد اند سفري يا الله Allah, how much of hardship he undertook, Ya Allah. His teeth were made shaheed, Ya Allah. He was persecuted, Ya Allah. He was made to tie stones to his belly, Ya Allah. He saw his sahaba becoming martyred, Ya Allah. His ahle paid with so much of difficulty and hardship, Ya Allah. There were times when in every home of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there was nothing except water. Ya Allah, that was the only thing available, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all this was undertaken, Ya Allah, so that we could gain iman, Ya Allah. So that we could be thinking your day, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, in return, what have we done, Ya Allah? Ya <laughs> Allah, we trampled the Mubarak way of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We disregarded all his sacrifices, Ya Allah. All his tears that he shed for us, Ya Allah. And he begged and cried, Ya Allah. And we disregarded every bit of it, Ya Allah. We showed no appreciation for his sacrifices, Ya Allah. We showed no qadar for his tears for us, Ya Allah. When he said, Ya Rabbi Ummati, Ya Rabbi Ummati. And today as the Ummati turned our back on his way, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Bring us back onto the way of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us the muhabbat of the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Let us live the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Allah, distance us away from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant us a topic of doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, that which is in conformance with the Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us your loyal slaves, Ya Allah. For too long we have been in the slavery of Nafs and Shaitan, Ya Allah. We've obeyed everything Nafs and Shaitan told us, Ya Allah. And we blatantly disobeyed you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we had this choice of obeying Rahman or Shaitan. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are giving us everything, Ya Allah. Rahman is, Ya Allah, you blessed us with everything, Ya Allah. And we obeyed shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, we are making tawbah from this today, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, we are making tawbah from all our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever wrong we have done, Ya Allah, we regret it, Ya Allah. 
ikhlas in every aspect, Ya Allah. Grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Grant us inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Whatever du'as we made, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, whatever du'as we made, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant the good du'as, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, Ya Allah. Remove their pain and difficulties, Ya Allah. Remove their hardships, Ya Allah. Allah remove the oppression from the Muslims, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give them hidayat also, Ya Allah. Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Allahumma al-anil kafarat al-lazina yasudduna an sabilik wa yukadzibuna rusulak wa yukatiluna awliyaak. Allahumma shaddid shamlahum. Allahumma mazzik jam'ahum. Allahumma dammir diyarahum. اللهم زلزل أقدامهم اللهم أنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر إله العالمين يحلى كرانت أسندنتها يا أمة تتوفيك وذوز عمال لبين دون يرحمة يحلى Save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. We are responsible for this going on, ya Allah. Allah, this is all our doings, ya Allah. This is all the shamelessness we have fallen in, ya Allah. The blatant sin we have become involved in, ya Allah. This has brought the pandemics, ya Allah. This has brought all the difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Allah, we are making tawbah from all this, ya Allah. Allah, remove the pandemic, ya Allah. Remove the viruses, ya Allah. Allah, remove from the entire humanity, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, grant afiat to one and all, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, make that complete maghfirat, Ya Allah, raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah, and those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, make that complete maghfirat, Ya Allah, grant them a special place in Allah, in the yin, Ya Allah, ilahul alamin, those of parents are alive, Ya Allah, give barakat in their lives, barakat in their health, ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, enable us to earn jannah through serving them, Ya Allah, ilahul alamin, those of any kind of difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah, you remove it with afiat, Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah, grant abundance halal and sayyib risk ya Allah filled with barakat ya Allah save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful risk ya Allah ilahul alameen ya Allah those in any anxiety or depression sorrow and grief ya Allah remove it with afiyat ya Allah fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan ya Allah fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan ya Allah fill the homes with sukoon and itminan ya Allah ilahul alameen remove all the difficulties and distress from the homes ya Allah Allah fill the hearts ya Allah with muhabbat ya Allah fill the hearts with compassion and kindness ya Allah unite the hearts ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah ya Allah unite the hearts of spouses ya Allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya Allah unite the hearts of brothers and sisters ya Allah Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Nabi Islam left one Ummah to Ya Allah. He left one united Ummah to Ya Allah. Allah, we've divided ourselves, Ya Allah. We've broken ourselves up, Ya Allah. We've broken ourselves in every home, Ya Allah. You forgive us, Ya Allah. Grant the muhabbat again, Ya Allah. Grant the unity, Ya Allah. Bring us back onto one path of haq, Ya Allah. The one path of your path, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, before our time comes, Ya Allah, enable us to prepare for death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us forever ready for death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when Malakul Maut will come, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever condition will be at that time. Ya Allah, with only with your help can we save from the trap of shaitan at that time, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you keep our iman safe, Ya Allah. 
enemies of deen and Islam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, turn their schemes against them, Ya Allah. Allah, protect all the masajid and madaris, Ya Allah. Protect the khanqahs, Ya Allah. Protect the efforts of Dawud and Tabliq, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the haramain sharifain, Ya Allah. Protect Masjidul Aqsa, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the haramain sharifain, Ya Allah. Allah, open out the doors of the haramain sharifain, Ya Allah. Allah, we have closed these doors ourselves, Ya Allah. The disrespect we've shown to the Arameen Sharif, Ya Allah. The disregard we've shown, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, our amal have become the barriers, Ya Allah. We're making Tawbah, Ya Allah. We're making Tawbah, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, open out the Haramein Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, make the Haramein Sharif more abad than before, Ya Allah. Make every masjid of the world more abad than before, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep the Madaris and Masajid abad, Ya Allah. The Makatib abad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Let the knowledge of Deen flourish again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Remove all the obstacles, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Madaris are, Ya Allah. Remove the obstacles, Ya Allah. Enable the madaris to function with all, Ya Allah, in the best manner, Ya Allah, and flourish again, Ya Allah. Let Qal Allah and Qal Rasul be again heard in every place, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let your name be taken everywhere again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the places that have become quiet from this, Ya Allah. Bring alive the name of Qal Allah and Qal Rasul again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Let the masajid forever be abad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You grant us every khair, Ya Allah. Save us from every shari, Ya Allah. And all those who have been making our khidmat, Ya Allah. All of them, any upon us, Ya Allah. Grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever, Ya Allah, Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, begged for, Allah, you grant us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever, Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sought refuge from, Allah, grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad, صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله